Hello, hello, Miami Dolphin fans. Welcome to the same old Dolphin show, part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I'm Josh Katzker, and if you listened to the last episode of the show, you knew that I was going away for the weekend on a mystery trip for my birthday that my wife put together. Turns out that the trip was to the city of Philadelphia, where there was lots of things to see, lots of things to do. But... The plan was that I was going to go on this trip and that the brain was going to stay home and he was going to watch the Dolphins take on the New York Jets and do a solo show and get it uploaded because I was away on the trip. Well, as it turns out, Aaron the Brain surprised me and was in Philadelphia. This was all orchestrated by my wife. He was here with his wife. Uh, Another couple of my friends were here, and we had a wonderful weekend in Philadelphia. And uh, we were out and about doing touristy things, but we managed to avoid spoilers. So on late on Sunday evening, we were able to sit down and watch the Dolphins game against the Jets. And before we go our separate ways, the brain getting ready to fly back to Florida, I'm getting ready to drive back to central New York. We thought... Let's just sit down and quickly record uh, our, some quick thoughts about the Dolphins' win over the New York Jets. The Miami Dolphins, victorious, 26-18 to over the New York Jets, winning their first game of the season. Um, it was surprising, uh, but maybe not so surprising because Adam Gase and the Jets are in a free fall. It's a disaster over there. And uh, I'm sure we'll touch on some of that, too. But anyway, just want to say if the audio quality is not what uh, you're used to on this show, that's to be expected because I was definitely not expecting to be recording anything this weekend. But Brain, how are you? Say hello to the people. Hello to the people. The Dolphins are one and seven. They won a game. <sighs> this team can't even tank right. They can't, They really can't. It's 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 amazing. You know, I said before I said in the last episode, I said it's this weird thing that uh, tank season is weird because if you lo- if you beat the Jets, you're sort of conflicted about it, and it's yeah, it's taken a step back, you know, as far as uh, the number one draft pick, but the idea of winning a football game and doing it against the Jets and doing it against Adam Gase and knowing that Adam Gase, there's been a report that. He might, he was told before this game that if he lost to the Dolphins, he would get fired. Well, as of Monday morning at nine o'clock, he hasn't been fired yet. But it's always kind of nice to beat the Jets. And it feels good as a Dolphin fan. No, the Dolphins won. The Jets lost. The Patriots lost. You know, if this was a regular season where the Dolphins were actually competing and, you know, striving for a playoff berth and that was the goal of the season, that would be one thing. But either way, I think it's still a good thing to beat the Jets. Yeah, it's hard to get too upset about beating the Jets and beating Adam Gase. And it's Brian Flores' first victory, so you got to be happy for him. Um, I don't really care that the Patriots lost uh, that whole – perfect season 17 and 0 thing i annoys me 
you know, the people that hang on to that as uh, the reason why the Dolphins are, are a great franchise. It's like, come on, it was, you know, almost 50 years ago now. Like, let's stop hanging on to that. I get it. It's a great accomplishment. But, uh, you know, for that to be all that we're hanging our hats on, uh, you know, part of me, I mean, I was excited when the Patriots lost in the Super Bowl back in 2007 or whatever. But uh, at this point, I'm just you know, I'm ready for somebody to go undefeated. You know, maybe it won't be the Patriots. That would be nice if somebody else went undefeated. But just so we could kind of put that to bed and stop revisiting that and try to try to move forward as a franchise, which is what this tank was all about. So, look, the the thing is, is we still control our own destiny. If we lose out, we should still get the number one pick. But I don't know. Now the Jets are in the conversation. They have a very similar schedule to us. So it's going to be very, very close. We still do have another game against the Jets. So we do control our own destiny because, you know, if we lose to the Jets and, and we lose, if we lose out, we're going to get the number one pick that that's going to happen. But this team doesn't look like it has designs on losing out. Uh, they've been playing better really every week since week three. Uh, and, you got to figure that, you know, the way Cincinnati has looked, the way the Jets look, the Dolphins got a couple wins left in them. You know, that game against the Giants is a winnable game. Just, I mean, you don't know that the Browns, uh, that could be, that suddenly looks to be a very winnable game. And if this team keeps playing better, look, at on the one side, it's great that they're playing better every week in spite of being bereft of talent. It says that Brian Flores is doing a great job. But on the other side of it, if this team goes, you know, three and 13, four and 12 and ends up with like the number three or four pick, are you going to be satisfied with taking uh, Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert? Or are we are we trading picks to up to get to it, depending on who gets the number one pick? And look, if the Jets get the number one pick the way Sam Darnold is looking, I mean, they got to take Tua, right? Or, or are they going to? you know, accept the King's ransom. Are we giving up all those picks that we have, you know, worked so hard to gather over the past few weeks, trading guys like Tunsil and Minka Fitzpatrick? Uh, are, you know, are we going to have to give all that up just to get our quarterback or are we going to say, well, we're, we're going to punt getting the number one pick this year or getting our quarterback this year and we're just going to uh, get that next year. And then we end up in the perennial cycle that we were in for the past, you know, since Dan Marino retired, which is, well, th- we don't like this quarterback class, so we're going to pass on it. We don't like this quarterback class, so you're going to pass on it. And you end up peren- perennially, uh, you know, a seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and 17. At some point, you got to get that quarterback and. Uh, it's, it's scary. Like, and the team's been playing better and better. And you kind of had this feeling where you, you're getting nervous every week because you're like, this team's getting closer and closer to winning games. And now we've actually won a game. And now it's really scary. Yeah. Now the Dolphins find themselves absolutely in a place where 
while they still technically control their own destiny, it's it's not a foregone conclusion anymore that this team is going to end up with the number one pick in the draft. In, in my opinion, and we'll talk more about this as, as things go on and this team maybe wins more games or whatever. But in my opinion, you have done everything that you've done in this offseason with designs on getting your franchise quarterback. And if it means that you're trading away some of the draft capital that you've collected in order to get your quarterback, you do it. You have to get the quarterback. And this and the reason that you're doing this is because you've got your eyes on one specific quarterback. So you need to do what you need to do to get it. Now, the trick is that right now of the teams with one win, uh, you've got the Jets, the Falcons, the Bengals don't have any wins. Uh, and the Redskins. The Redskins. I mean, really, I think the Falcons are probably the only team in that mix that are probably not ready to draft a quarterback number one overall because they've got Matt Ryan. So, you know, if it's one of those other teams that ends up with the number one pick, uh, the Dolphins find themselves in a really tough situation because if they want that pick, they're going to end up paying through the nose for it because those teams are going to take take Tua if he's available. But at any rate, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. The Dolphins, with this win, uh, are certainly not out of the running for the number one pick, but they've certainly made their job a little bit more difficult in that regard. But talking about this game as it as as the game, uh, very impressive performance from the offense uh this is really the reason why you can see it's clear why brian flores put ryan fitzpatrick in as his quarterback he really is the guy that gives this team the best chance to win fitzpatrick going 24 of 36 for 288 yards with three touchdowns a qb rating of 118.8 and he really did a great job spreading the ball around. Mike Gesicki was the leading receiver for the Dolphins, and it's really great to see him getting involved. Um, we're really seeing that he was just criminally underused last year by Adam Gase. Um, he's really uh, showing what he can be. Gesicki, six receptions for 95 yards. Preston Williams continuing to play great football, five receptions, 72 yards, a pair of touchdowns for Preston Wilson, uh, Preston Williams. Gosh, I keep doing that. Um, he also had a drop. At one point, he seems to be good for at least one drop per game, which is something that you'd like to get work, see get fixed up. Um, Devontae Parker had several receptions. Jakeem Grant got involved in the passing game today. Um, it was, it was nice to see the Dolphins spreading the ball around. It was a pretty competent performance. From the offense in this game, which I don't know if it says more about what Brian Flores and the Dolphins are doing or what Adam Gase and the Jets are doing. But it was nice to see the Dolphins put on a a pretty comprehensive offensive performance in this game. Yeah, it was it was a really good first half. Uh, I mean, we only scored three points in the second half, I believe. I mean, we were up. We were up 21 to seven. I mean, we were uh, we scored five points in the second half. Oh, because that's right. We got the, the safety. Because we we got that safety that should have been a defensive touchdown, but, but Taco couldn't grab the ball. So right, the right, right. Um, yeah, it was I, – I think that's the best way to put it is it was a competent performance really by the team in general. Aside from the blown coverage on the Jets' uh, lone touchdown of the game, the defense played a nice game too uh, – Christian Wilkins gets his first sack. Uh, Devon Godshaw had a nice game. 
Nick Needham is looking better and better and and looking like he could be, you know, potentially a piece of this puzzle going forward. It, you know, maybe he's not a starting cornerback going forward when you get another when you get a few more defensive backs in here, but he's at least uh, a serviceable piece that can step in and do his job. He got a big sack uh down inside the 5-yard line. I believe that's the play that right before the safety uh, and just in general, they, they look to be well coached and that is what you're looking for. They don't make a whole lot of mistakes. They're not getting penalized. The mistakes that you generally are seeing them make are the, you know, the mistakes that come with not having talented players, you know, just, you know, players that are below average making, you know, making below average player plays and we're seeing them look disciplined and uh, not beat themselves. And and when you look back at the beginning of that Patriots dynasty, when they first, you know, started to turn things around, that was the hallmark of the team. It wasn't like the Patriots were this team, this juggernaut that would just go out there and out talent you. They would go out there and they wouldn't beat themselves. They'd wait for you to beat yourself and then they would be very opportunistic and they'd take advantage of it every step of the way and they'd find ways to win close games. Now, we're nowhere near that right now and we're still making plenty of mistakes. In fact, there were opportunities in this game where we seemingly gave the game to to the Jets. I mean, we're up 21-7 with what, less than a minute left in the, in the first half. And we, we miss a tackle on the ensuing kickoff. The Jets get it down inside like the 25 yard line. And they're, they're basically right on the doorstep and they throw an interception. And now it's like, okay, well, we escaped that. And then we can't even get to halftime without giving the Jets two more points, kicking the ball off to them, and then allowing the Jets to get back into field goal range. So instead of going into the half 21-7, we go into the half uh, 21-12, and it's a football game. And at that point, you're thinking, all right, we're going to figure out a way to screw this up. You know, very similar to the Steelers game last week. Uh, but lo and behold, Adam Gase is the worst coach of all time. He's really bad. I mean, he's awful. And when you, I mean, look, it probably, and ultimately it probably didn't cost them, but that last drive where the jets are driving, uh, down two scores down 11 with all three timeouts, all three timeouts. And I want to say like three minutes left and they're not calling any timeouts and they score with like 40 seconds left. Mm Mm-hmm. And or not even I think twenty seconds left, yeah. and you got to they wasted at least forty seconds, at least forty it was seconds. Bad clock management, that's for sure. I mean, it was horrendous. And then just, just I guess just for the sake of of not ending the game with all three timeouts, which would be horrendous. Adam Gase uses a timeout after uh, the first down play where Ryan Fitzpatrick takes a knee. Uh, and then, uh, and then he finally concedes. Incredible. But if Adam Gase isn't fired by the end of the day, I'll be shocked because th- th- there were rumors before this game and 
his team came out flat and lost to arguably the worst team in the league. And for the, for it to happen like that and to happen with, uh, the poor clock management, I, I can't see him, uh, surviving another week in New York. Yeah. It seems really unlikely. So you, you saw what it really looks like when you have an incompetent coach in Adam Gase and the Jets versus what you have with the Dolphins when you have a competent coach. Uh, for the record, the Miami Dolphins are the least penalized team in the National Football League, which says something because this was a team that was committing stupid penalty after stupid penalty under Adam Gase. And they've cleaned it up. They're becoming a bit more disciplined. And that's certainly something that you like to see. Where are the Jets on that list? Uh, let's take a look. The Jets are number four. And the, there you go. So there it is. There you have it. The Jets are the fourth most penalized team in the NFL. The Dolphins, the least penalized team in the NFL. So um, there's certainly a lot of other takeaways from this game that we can talk about, but we just wanted to do a real quick episode to get some audio out to you. It's a victory Monday. The Dolphins are in the win column. It's something that everybody has been – a lot of people have been longing for this season. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to say a lot everybody, but there's certainly some people that have been longing for the Dolphins to get a win, and they have gotten a win. I'm certainly not going to say that the tank is over, but maybe this is tank interrupted. Um because the Dolphins are, are still, I think, on that trajectory. It's just this is a little bump in the road. Listen, it's hard to tank when you got to play Adam Gase in the Jets twice. You know, that's just the way it is. Anyway, we'll be back later this week with, uh, with another proper episode of the same old Dolphin show. But we wanted to get this little bit of audio out to you. So in the meantime, head on over to Twitter. Give Aaron a follow at Aaron the Brain. I'm at Amplified to Rock. The show is at Same Old Dolphins. Get every episode of the show on DolphinsTalk.com. Download, rate, review, subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere else you get your podcasts, you can find us. And uh, yeah, that's oh from the Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Same Old Dolphins. We're over there as well. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that. So that's going to that's going to do it for this uh, quick sort of random episode here uh, that we I didn't expect to be recording. But yet here we are. And then I didn't expect the Dolphins to be victorious. But here we are. So we'll talk to you again later this week. In the meantime, take care of yourselves and each other. And we will talk to you again next time. Bye bye, everybody. Go Dolphins. Miami's got the Dolphins, the greatest of all teams. We take the ball from the